RNZ National, Friday means time for Critter of the Week. Nicola Tuki is taking a well-deserved break this week on holiday with her family. So uh, let's go to Ellen Rikers, uh, one of the team at Forest and Bird. Hi, Ellen. Kia ora, Jessie. You've got a pretty full dance card yourself at the moment. You're uh, prepping for Bird of the Century. Yes, uh, the most important election this year yeah. is coming up. And, yeah, we are keen to get New Zealanders to... Um, Get excited about birds and vote for their favourite native bird. Yeah. I heard some rumblings this week. Some people not happy about the huia being included, given that it officially was extinct more than 100 years ago. But I said, hey, forest and bird know this, but they've got a loophole. Yeah. Look, we know that the last official record was outside that 100-year sort of time span, but there are some sightings that extend into the 1920s, so we decided to include it. Credible sightings. It'd have to be an early uh, favourite, wouldn't it, the Huia? I think so. It's, it's pretty iconic, but, you know, bird of the year or bird of the century this year is always chaotic, so you, you never know what's going to happen. There'll, there'll be some surprises, I'm sure. <laughs> and, and what's the story? Are you handing the birds out, finding ambassadors at the moment? Yes, yes, we are looking for people to manage the campaigns of the 76 bird species that are in the running. Um, there's still a few that are without campaign managers at the moment. So um, if you jump on our socials or on our website, you should find a link if you would like to champion one of those birds with yeah. that's currently without a manager. Just yeah. be patient, Ellen. Come October 15th, I suspect there'll be a few unemployed campaign managers looking for work. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's your job to bring us the Critter of the Week this week. Are you a spider person? Well, <laughs> definitely not when I was growing up. Yeah. I was afraid of spiders as a kid. Um but I have grown to respect spiders and appreciate them for their, you know, efforts in mosquito and fly control. And, yeah, I think they play a really important role in the ecosystem as long as they're not in my personal space. Yeah, that's a qualified yes. Um, I love spiders <laughs> and I'm really pl- proud to say that it's rubbed off on my kids as well. So now when they see a spider, they shout with glee and get me to um, get my phone and identify it using iNaturalist. So I feel like I've done my job as a father there. That's fantastic to hear. That's brilliant. I'm not sure if I've ever come across a vagrant spider face to face. Although I think I probably would remember it because it's a pretty, it's a pretty um, decent size, hairy spider. It's the sort of spider they make movies about. Yeah, they're fairly large for a, for a New Zealand spider. Um, if you think about your, your classic double A battery, <laughs> that's about their leg, leg span. Um, so about a good five centimeters. Gosh. Um, yeah, but the vagrant spiders are named because they have a tendency to wander around. So, you know, a lot of spiders will make a web uh, in a corner or a tree somewhere and then just wait for their prey to come to them. Whereas these guys will head out in the forest floor hunting for their prey. Uh-huh. I guess the, um, the white tail does that as well, doesn't it? Yeah, the white tail does the same sort of thing. And actually... You know, the whitetail gets a pretty bad rap for, for, you know, causing a few nasty bites. But in fact, these guys do also have a, a pretty uh, decent bite do on them, being, really? being a bigger, bigger spider. Wow, okay. <laughs> hey, now, do you, as um, forest and bird representative, give us permission to smash whitetail spiders when we see them? Oh, look, they are an introduced species. They're, they're not a native they're a but danger. They're probably... a danger to our native species as well as to human beings. True. 
but I do think we should approach that with, re- you know, with respect to, to all living beings. And so I'm, I'm going to say you, you do what you feel is right. We can respectfully smash them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. Don't take glee over the killing of any living being, but if you, yep, but exactly. a quick and painless death in the name of the greater environmental picture is probably okay. Yeah. Great. Sounds great. Let's get back to the vagrant spider then, wandering around, scaring mm. everybody. And it's hairy too. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're quite big and black and brown and hairy. Although if you're a, a spider scientist, I think um, they seem to think they're quite an attractive species. So one of the uh, <laughs> spider scientists, or spider scientist John Early, he writes that vagrant spiders are richly clothed with fine short hairs, which gives the spider a dark brown, almost black velvety appearance. Yeah, there's definitely a spider specialist writing that, eh? There's there's love (laughs) in those words. Definitely. Okay, so um, pretty easy to spot. And tell me a bit more about this spider, about its life and, uh, and its species. Yeah, so even though it's called a vagrant spider, which is kind of a bit of a unpleasant name really maybe wandering spider would be better but they actually are not vagrants they have a home they have a wee hidey hole that they go and uh, spend the day in because they come out at night to hunt they eat insects and invertebrates found in the soil and leaf litter and they have evolved to sort of hang out on the forest floor finding these little tasty snacks but of course now they're also found in our gardens and occasionally during breeding season Uh, a wayward male might stray into your house. Mm. And if he does that cup and paper method to get him outside so he can go and find a a lovely female to mate with is is the way to go. (laughs) Help a guy out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do not have permission to respectfully smash the vagrant spider. No. They are a beloved part of our native uh, fauna. So, yeah, just give them a helping hand and, yeah, get them on their way to making more spider babies. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Who are their predators, if not you and me with the jandal? Yeah, so these guys have to look out for spider hunting wasps. So I think back in February this year, Critter of the Week covered one of these uh, quite fearsome wasps. Basically what these spider hunting wasps do is they will find um, a poor old vagrant spider or another spider species, and then they sting it and paralyze the spider and then drag it back to where their wasp babies are so that the wasp babies will um, eat it alive. That, and they're one of the nastiest things you'll come across, those um, those spider hunting wasps. You can look that one up if you're interested, but they're yeah, horrible things. I actually spotted, I was uh, out west and uh, wandering through a nature reserve and actually spotted a spider hunting wasp, a wasp gra- dragging a spider across the sand. It was a horrific sight, but I didn't interfere because you shouldn't wow. interfere in nature, Ellen. Yes, exactly. That is, is just a part of nature. Um, but yeah, definitely quite confronting to see, I would imagine. Don't want to focus on the biting, but, but what do we know about um, the bites that these vagrant spiders can give? Yeah, so as I mentioned, often whitetails will get blamed for what could actually be a vagrant spider bite. Um, and they're, they're quite painful, apparently. And they sort of reactions vary. So some people can sort of have, oh, it feels a bit like a bee sting. And other people, it can be a bit more serious. And there's a, a study published by the Entomological Society of New Zealand, which has an account of a woman who was bitten by a vagrant spider, and she still had a numb le- leg a year later. <laughs> 
<laughs> according to the woman. According to the woman, yeah, yes. And, and so I think... Believe spider bite victims the, when they tell you they're still numb. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Quite, they kind of got but a that's funny, not everyone. No, no, not everyone. Anything else that we should discuss about this beautiful vagrant spider? Well, there are about 20 species of vagrant spider in New Zealand, and they're only found here in New Zealand, so they're special to us. But only a handful of those species have actually been described by scientists. So we don't know the names of or the details of Mm. um, a lot of the the species. And I guess the other thing I'd say, I was looking at the report that basically describes the the threat status of all of our our spider species. So that some spider scientists come together and they go okay yep this one is doing all right we'll we'll say it's not threatened or this one's not doing so well so Mm. it's at risk and they analyzed almost 1200 species but of them around 500 spider species we don't know enough about them to give them one of those ratings so they're just so unknown i like this little fact about them Uh, when disturbed they tend to sprint off but after the initial burst of energy, they stop and remain motionless for a long time. That doesn't sound like a very effective strategy. No, but they do have fantastic camouflage. Uh-huh. So their kind of brown and black blends in really well with that leaf litter. Okay. Their eyes sound quite creepy. Yes, eight eyes all facing forwards because <laughs> as a predator, um, you know, they've got to be on the lookout for their, for their next meal. And I'm now going to ask you to rate the attractiveness of the vagrant spider on a scale of one to ten, Ellen. Yes. Now, I have uh, historically been a softie, but I'm not going to be in this case. Uh-huh. It gets a one for me. Ellen, come on. <laughs> a one? Yep. Look, it's none of my business, but you're the one who's going to have to face up to these arachnologists next time you have a forest and bird conference. Yeah, look, I think that they they can appreciate that spiders are not for everyone. And although that was a lovely description of, of being a, a velvety... Um, richly clothed was the phrase that stuck with me. Richly, from Donnelly, yeah, yeah, richly clothed. Look, just the legs. <laughs> I just can't get past those, those legs and oh, thinking man. about them crawling. <laughs> you are going to be blackballed by the spider community. I want it to be known. I had nothing to do with this rating. One out of ten for the vagrant spider. People can make their own decisions. Uh, we've got photos, beautiful photos on our website, rnz.co.nz slash jesse. Um, hey, when does Bird of the Century open up? I know you've already announced it, but when does the competition sort of open for voting? Yeah, Bird of the Century opens for voting on Monday the 30th of October and runs for two weeks. Good stuff. Really nice to talk to you. Great job on the spider and have a wonderful weekend. Cool. Thanks, Jesse. And that's Ellen Rikers, who is stepping in for Nicola Tookie today on Critter of the Week. Now time to hand over to the one and only Wallace Chapman. Have a great weekend.